Hey, hey! <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, application, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Yay! Cynthia, you are back on the podcast. It's so good to have you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me again. Of course. And uh, do you happen to remember, because I forgot to look it up, what number podcast was the one where we talked about designing our workouts? She's like, I will look it up, our workouts and our food plan. And so we dove deep into that um, because Cynthia is so good at simplifying things. She's like, Kirsten, look what I made to, to use for, you know, your workout, the fitness inspired workout plan and the, the, you know, food plan and all that. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Can we put that in the current client section? And so we did. So she did. What podcast episode was that girl? I was going to say 44, but it was 42. 42. So if you haven't listened to that, you make sure after this that you go ahead and listen to that. And Happy birthday. We are recording this on your birthday. And so I hope that among the pillars of designing your life, our life, like everyone's design is going to look a little different, but we're, I'm going to ask Cynthia some questions about how, what some of her best practices for designing her life are. I hope it includes them celebrating because if it doesn't, I'm going to squeeze it in there. Definitely playtime. Yes. Okay, cool. And cake eating, obviously. Duh. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, Plan splurges. We got to do those things. Um, Okay, so I just want to hear why you think, do you think you were just born for this knack of like designing and, and simplifying and making things like fit, like I feel like you have a, a knack for that. Do you think you were like born with it or do you, what do you think helped cultivate that? I'm just curious. What do you think? It's, so it's funny you asked that because last weekend we were visiting my parents and um, my six-year-old always likes to go into the ba- basement for whatever toy my mom has saved from, you know, 30 years ago. And so she brought up this container and some of you may remember it, but it was um, pink and green. It was big and it had two levels, but in it were a box of, of beads and a box of string. And I had everything labeled and the labels are still there. Um, and I can envision the handheld label maker where you twisted for the, and squeezed for the different letters. If, are you remember? I never had one of those, but okay. <laughs> yes. So I had one obviously yeah. at like age seven or eight. And I think, yep. Yep. <laughs> we got some head nods. And, and I'm pretty sure I've labeled things and organized things ever mm-hmm. since. So yeah, that's yeah. definitely where it started. 
Well, it's kind of weird that you say that because now I'm having flashbacks as well. I remember organizing, like I didn't play with some of my toys when I was super young. I organized them and I was like, that was kind of silly, but I don't feel like I'm like that anymore. I'm, I feel like I have navigated away from that. And now I feel as if, if I don't try to simplify things, I don't have room for all the fun and all the leveling up that I want to experience. So I don't know. It's interesting how we kind of like have different flavors and different seasons of our life. And maybe it's part of the season I'm in that, or your priorities shift in different seasons too. Like I was like, this looks really cool. I'm going to organize my Barbies, (laughs) right? Not play with the pool, but organize them. Um, Okay. So fast forward to now, tell us the scenario you work full time, you have a family. Tell us what you want to tell us about with like, give us a picture of where we're at now. Sure. Well, I'll take this season of April. Um, so this moment in time, I, <laughs> yep, I work full time. Um, I have two little girls, two and six. I have a dog and a husband and I have a house that's for sale. So lots of things happening in my life right now. So organization is key planning for day-to-day success is what keeps me organized and sane. Sane, right. I won't read into the psychologist in me. I'm not a psychologist. That was just my undergrad. So I shouldn't probably give my title like that, but I'm not going to analyze the order in which you (laughs) said your family members. (laughs) Your husband was definitely after the dogs. Okay, so that is a picture of your crazy, fun, adventure life. That's a snapshot into it. And so, um, and we can riff off each other a little bit too, because I love to nerd out and see like, I have a heart for in my own life and in the, like helping coach people in this as well of let's make sure we stop every once in a while and we think, what are our priorities? What, how do we want to design our life? Uh, Because I heard like a quote about how so often we can just overestimate what we can get done in like six months or a year. And we just have these like grandiose plans for our one year plan, right? Especially at the beginning of the new year. And then, but we've we like greatly underestimate what we can do in three years. So what we ends up happening sometimes is we just go crazy. At least I do go crazy and be like, I want to do all these things. I want to level up in every single area of my life. And then what happens like January 13th? I don't know why I picked 13th. I feel like it's an unlucky number, <laughs> but all hell breaks loose in like your, your well, um, your plans that you thought were like amazing and sounded good kind of start to fall apart, but I don't see that happening in your life. So please teach us your ways. Tell us some like pillars of like how you figure this out. So just like in a sweeping uh, grand thing of your magic wand, let all the pixie dust fall on us, please go ahead. All right. 
Um, I wanted to start. It's funny that you mentioned, uh, you referenced a quote. I wanted to start with a quote because when I think about the pillars of my life um, or when I think about conversations I've had with friends or family members who are struggling to restart something in their life that they used to do and enjoy, um, this is a quote from Jimmy Casas. He is an educator and he wrote the book Culturized, so it connects to education, but I think this is applicable to all of us. And the quote is, when something matters a great deal to us, we find a way to make time. Mm. And I think that that's so important because if we can schedule and design our days and our life to prioritize those things that matter most to us, then we can get them done. Um one other aside to that that really resonated with me, I was at a conference a few years ago and someone was talking about, again, this, I, I love all things, productivity, self-care. Like I, I just nerd out with all of those things. And he said, how, have you ever noticed when an emergency happens? For example, um, you have a big flood in your kitchen and it's your dishwasher, your dishwasher broke. And all of a sudden you like find eight hours that day to sit around and clean up and wait for someone to install it. Or you like have a, you know, you have a dental emergency with your tooth or me most recently, my back goes out with exercise and suddenly I've now found, you know, an hour and a half, a couple of days a week for physical therapy. Whereas a month ago, I would not have even considered having time. So if something's that important to us, we can always find or make time for it. So I always keep that in the back of my head whenever I want to make an excuse for why I might be too overscheduled to, to do something that I know I, I love day to day. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of my big picture, like what I believe in, yeah. in terms of the no excuses. And since we're talking about conferences, this came to mind and you can Google, um, YouTube it. It's like an old school example. And see if we know who who said this first. I think it was like Franklin Covey or something. But have you ever seen the demonstration? And there's a there's a YouTube on it, like from one of his original talks on it, but it's a big bowl. So picture a big bowl in front of you. And I've seen people do this before that didn't know what was coming. So they have these like this pebble of rocks and some sand and some big rocks and all, you know, lined up here. And they have different people from the crowd try to get it all in this, this bowl. Right. And so if you put the sand in first, the little pebbles in first, you know, your big, big rocks are not going to go in, but then, you know, he's like, all right, pump the brakes. This same bowl, you put the big rocks in first, you put the big priorities first and then everything fits in around it or what happens in my life sometimes, or it doesn't. And it starts overflowing anyway. And then you have to say like, okay, here we go. Let's take a pause and go back to, um, go back to the principles, go back to the big rocks. All right. I like it. I'm pretty sure you're right that it was Franklin Covey because someone else um, that I've read, Brian Tracy, he wrote yeah. the book, Eat That Frog. Yeah. And I like to talk about my big rocks, especially in work as the big frogs. Like I felt good today because I ate that big frog. Um, yeah. And it's again, that idea that if you accomplish nothing else in the day, if you've achieved those big rocks or those big frogs, then you can feel accomplished. Um, and I think that connects to whatever your core habits are day to day as well, or your pillars. So, um, 
for example, for me, one of those that's really important to me is my morning routine. Okay. And anyone, I mean, this can apply to anyone. Once I had kids, I've always been a morning person, but once I had kids, this became really important. Even on the weekends, this idea of always waking up close to the same time every day, even on the weekend, never as much as I can avoid it, having my kids be the one that wake me up at 7am, right? I'll set my alarm for 530, even on a Saturday, if that means an hour to myself to have coffee or to read or to surf the internet um, yeah. or to work out. So yeah. that's, that's a big thing for me when I can take charge of waking up and, and doing something for me before the rest of my house wakes up, whether that's a weekday or a weekend, that's most important. Um, and that definitely includes during the week, my workout yeah. on the weekend. That's usually after because yeah, the kids, um, so that's, <laughs> that's one thing. So if you are someone who is um, here right now or listening, if you don't really, if you've never really thought about that perfect routine or that morning when you get to work and you're like, man, I'm really like kicking butt today. What were some of the events that happened mm -hmm. before you left home that led you to that? Um, my others are if I can make my bed and put away whatever dishes are drying, because then when I walk home, walk in at the you know, at the end of the day, I come home, the beds are made, the sink is empty, and I just feel organized. And yeah. then that just continues on through the night. Yeah. So like one quick drill that I want us all to just take a pause and do is like close your eyes or think about the last time you're like, yes, like this is what I look like. Yes, winning. Or like if you're like, yeah, I feel pretty good if you're more of that type. But like think of the last time you're like, yes, life is going smooth or awesome or winning or whatever is like the feeling. And like you just said, Cynthia, what happened to kind of create that for you? And then let's focus on the things we have power over. Um and so one of the things is you're saying your morning routine, like kind of getting ahead of the game. Like I definitely agree with you there. I notice if I do not give myself a little bit of first fruits, then it's, it's, it's a, like a very uphill battle that is like, where's on my discipline and it's only 7 a.m., right? Let's not wear on our discipline at 7am. Let's give ourselves some first fruits and do the things that we know are going to set us up for the rest of the day. And that is like thinking about being intentional about your morning routine. I like it. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Christine Borst of Christine Borst Creative Studio here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop, featuring whimsical art and fitness-inspired gear. Find links to my shop at christineborst.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, B as in boy, O-R-S-T, dot com, and follow me on Instagram at Christine Borst Creative Studio. Use the code FI2021 for 10% off your order. Hi, this is Courtney with Beauty Counter. On average, a woman uses 12 personal care products a day. This means we may be exposing ourselves to hundreds of chemicals and toxins before leaving the house in the morning. 
The personal care and cosmetics industry in the United States is unregulated, which means that everything we use from deodorant to body wash, lipstick, mascara is full of harmful ingredients. The great news is that it only takes three days of using safer products to see a decrease in your toxicity levels. Email me for more information and a 20% off code for Beauty Counter at cachambers3 at gmail.com. Sweet. Let's get back to our conversation. What else you got for us? So another thing, um, and if anyone is familiar with Emily Lay, I love her planner. I love her podcast. And so these ideas I have, these are all things that work for me, but that I haven't I'm not the, you know, genius that's come up with all of these things. I've just adapted them for my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And another pillar of my day-to-day life or routine that helps is having daily and weekly tasks at home. So um, for me, anyone who knows me knows I love like a clean and organized house. And that's one of the things that when it's messy or when I know I have to clean it, it can bring me stress or it can weigh on me. Mm -hmm. So I have a weekly schedule. I thought it through and I'll do a a one thing each night. And what that allows, that's given me back my Saturday. So if I know that on Monday nights, I'll dust the first floor and always the kitchen is always part of it, wipe down the kitchen. But maybe on Mondays, I'll dust the first floor. Tuesdays, maybe I'll Um, wipe down the bathrooms and throw in a load of laundry. Wednesday, I'll do this. And by Saturday, all of the big tasks are done. And Saturday is either a makeup day or a free day. Um, And then Sunday morning is meal prep and food shopping and get ready for the week. So I kind of distribute all of our chore tasks throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, instead of an entire Saturday. And as a working mom, that's like huge for me. Right. Do you find yourself? Okay. I got a couple questions for you. One, what is the kind of mindset or do you always just feel like doing it? Do you always Um, feel like doing it in the evening? I don't always feel like doing it, but I'm always happy when it's done. And so, um, I made a get shit done playlist Yeah, when I'm not this is what I was looking for. Tell us your secret. Uh This is it from a friend. Um, Yeah. And when I'm not feeling it, I'll, so, so I'll do one of two things when I'm not feeling it. One, I'll put my AirPods in and I'll listen to like this loud music and just get in the zone mm-hmm. or two, I'll set the timer for 10 minutes and whatever I can accomplish in that 10 minutes is all I do. I put everything down. I set the timer for 10 minutes, um, especially in the playroom. That is a good way for me because everyone can give 10 minutes to right. something that is going to lead them to wake up better the next day. Yeah, absolutely. I love those two tricks. I also like including me being the teamwork makes the dream work, including my family, making it a little bit like, all right. And, you know, typically I would just, my natural instinct would be to make it a competition, go figure, but that doesn't work with one of my kids. So it's got to be like a team competition. So it's like, we're all on the same team doing you know, the timer or the song or whatever. And that's sometimes fun. But like, sometimes it's like, as a mom at the end of the day, you're like, uh, I'm just going to do this myself for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I did just hear another creative idea that what once I think my six-year-old would be ready for, but my two-year-old not yet. And this was from Emily Lay on her podcast. And she talked about 
take all of those chores and put each of them on a post-it note. And then as a family, pick the post-it notes that you're going to be responsible for and then organize that into your week. And then everyone has been involved in the distribution of the chores throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So I liked that idea. And plus it involves post-it notes. So that just makes it extra fun. Totally. Um, but that, yeah. I think that's a cool way to, to give everyone a voice in the process too. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, so, and I think this is like interwoven in some of the things that you've already talked about in your morning routine and daily tax tasks and stuff is to notice like how it makes you feel and remember that to get you past the resistance. And so if you're like sitting here listening, you're like, uh, well, I don't even care about that. Good. Do some, like apply this kind of thing to people you care or people you care about. We care about you all. You're a star. You rock. Um, (laughs) But apply it to the things you do care about and remember the feeling that you want to achieve. You know, I have started to do that with some of my goals, if I'm kind of meeting resistance, or I used to have this habit of like pulling a goal out of the sky, because like, this is the right goal to have. I don't know where this committee was assembled, but I used to do this all the time. And I think like, okay, the why behind it. And then like, okay, if I actually do want to achieve this goal, what is the feeling I want to achieve from it? And you hear me in workouts sometimes saying like, how do you want to feel from working out? Like, how do you want your body and your energy to feel? Give yourself a taste of that right now. Like, let's start to feel that taste. And like, I can see myself at night being super tired and not wanting to do the task or not wanting to pull a post-it note off the you know, board to do something. But then I'll say like, okay, I'm going to feel awesome tomorrow winning when I wake up and get finished working out and see that the kitchen is like not destroyed. And you kind of automate stuff through that process. Mm-hmm. So I know I had shared before uh, my, my daily dress form or my um, yes, clothing. Sure formula. Yes. Uh, but it's just, when you think about the people like Steve Jobs, who always wore the same thing. And Mm -hmm. the reason for that is that they knew when they woke up and went to work that day, they had so many decisions to make that the last thing they wanted to think about was what they're going to wear. So for me, I, my formula for the work week is two outfits that involve dress pants, two that are dresses, and then my Friday jeans and spirit wear. And then it really takes a lot of the thinking out of the process for me. And my, I do the same thing with my girls to help pick out their clothes. So anything that you can start to just come up with a system for, you kind of, it just helps limit the amount of times you have to make a choice or decision. I always hear the same concept when it comes to meal planning too. I had shared before that I like to meal plan um, a, a seven day meal plan and then repeat it for four weeks that month. So in over the course of one year, in theory, it would only have been seven times that I had to plan my, or I'm sorry, I can't do math tonight. It's my birthday. Um, it would only be 12 times in a year that I'm meal planning. But then if you add to that families who do a taco Tuesday or a yes. pizza Friday, or 
a kid's cook this night. So maybe you're all eating cereal that night, but if you add in a, a routine or two meal with that plan, again, it just is something else that you already know what to expect breakfast for dinner. Yeah. So just again, yeah. limiting the amount of decisions you have to make in a given day. I know. And I think if you never experienced decision fatigue before you have now after the last couple of years we've had, right? So we've all experienced that and we only have so much bandwidth. Uh, so are there other things that come to mind that you've kind of learned to automate um, that just come to mind? What do you think? Yeah. So two things that come to mind. Um, the first is I've used my phone more probably in the past few months since a uh, shout out to another fitness inspirer, Marissa, who had taught us some tricks. And I now heavily use two apps on my phone, my reminders and my notes. And for whatever reason, the system that I've set up with it, just reminding me of certain things, uh, actually three, the third being my alarm, but um, my phone reminders, if I know someone isn't feeling well, or they have a surgery coming up or whatever it is coming up, I'll set a reminder um, mm -hmm. so I can reach out to them because I want to, but sometimes mm -hmm. life gets in your way and you forget. So it's just, um, you know, an extension of my brain. Right. And same with my alarm, but I will say I learned something with setting my alarm. I was setting it every few hours when I was working from home exclusively to make sure I was getting up and doing some type of movement. Uh, but it started becoming white noise and I would just dismiss it to keep right. on working. Uh, right. So then I scaled back the number of times that I had the alarm. That way it was something that was more meaningful. So mm -hmm. trying to automate a routine like that. And then I would say the other thing I do is I put things on my calendar, particularly uh, with my work calendar. So I, I'll pencil something into the calendar. And the rule that I have for myself is I can move it once, but I can't move it twice to yeah. really commit to it. So even if it's like that once a week for one hour that you want to go on a quiet walk yourself and listen to a podcast, mm -hmm. sometimes we literally have to pencil it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Most of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, so, and the same goes with workouts too. Mm -hmm. You can miss once, but never miss twice. And right. so like I'm fitness inspired with homework. Okay. If I miss my homework tonight and tomorrow night, I have to do it twice. And, and then I'll learn that I'm never going to miss it twice again. Cause I just double up. Right. And so there's a couple key things in there that I think we can empower ourselves and say like, okay, so one is the momentum part of it, right? So whenever, you know, we're doing a momentum challenge right now in Fitness Inspired. And so if you have an opportunity to shift your momentum in something, your first opportunity to do the thing that you want to do and you do it. Okay. So then the next time, like you just said, Cynthia, like the next time you have the opportunity to do the thing that if you do it, like the, the positive way of saying, like getting those streaks going. And the by the third time in a row, you start to feel an energy shift. I'm not saying it comes, it becomes second nature or anything like that. But then, so that's the positive side on it. Like know that once you get three times in a row, when you said like, yep, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this is what I do. So, you know, the next opportunity comes and you do it and you're, you know, creating that positive momentum. And then the other thing 
paired with that in the the opposite sense, if you have an, an opportunity to do it, you can only miss it that once. Otherwise, you don't want to start to shift, shift your momentum. Okay, I would like some help in because I've heard you say the calendar thing before and I loved it before. But I still have I'm not there yet. So do you have any ideas to either up the Annie or like, what do you think? Which calendar thing? Penciling something in for yourself? So not allowing yourself to, like, I've been doing this on like a to-do list too. And been thinking about it. Okay, I can't let it stay on there for more than a day. Otherwise, I have to take it off. That was one thing I did. I was like, okay, I have to take it off. I don't want to take it off because I say this is important. So maybe I don't. But then the thing about moving something, like I penciled in something that only myself is counting on, let's say that walk that you're talking about, and then I'm only allowed to move it once. I'll just disregard it or I'll, I'll, you know, any thoughts? Yeah. So that, that little voice in my head doesn't usually let me miss a second time, but one thing that that whole concept of habit stacking, if it's a small, so two things, one, I would say, start with a smaller goal, then maybe something, um, something that you want to accomplish that is small, maybe less than 10 minutes to do. And maybe use that as your way to get momentum. It might feel more comfortable because it's a, a lower time commitment. And then try that um, concept of habit stacking, attach it to something else that you already do. So once you put the kids to bed, then do it or do it right after you um, finish the dishes. Or of course, I'm yeah. using house chores as the example, but you get the idea. That, so that's one thing. For me, um, example of that recently has been, I've been trying to get into reading more, like just reading Mm -hmm. my books more. So I've tried to build that in again in the morning with my morning coffee, just keeping the book out. And when I sit down for my coffee, put my phone away and try that instead. And then you, you kind of get used to it. So that's one thing to try. But the other, the other thought I have is just, it might be a sign that whatever that thing is, it's too big to add weekly to start smaller. Um, I can think of a fitness example of that with a friend that I was trying to train for a half marathon. And really we, our goal was too big. We maybe needed to start with 10 minutes of walking every day because starting too big, there was burnout. Um, Mm -hmm. and I got that idea from atomic habits by James clear. And he had talked about this idea of just compounding that habit. So if you decide that you're going to do five push-ups a day, okay, five push-ups a day doesn't sound like a lot, but five push-ups a day times 30 days in the month, look how many more push-ups you did mm-hmm. that you otherwise wouldn't have done. And you'll naturally And if you're going to do a pushing exercise, make sure you're incorporating a pulling exercise at some point. Post your chain, baby. Balancing our muscle groups out. And what she said. Yes. What she said. So, yeah. So, all right. So give us something that let's say you're like, okay, I had the best of intentions. I want to apply some of the things you've talked about today. Uh, What are your thoughts as far as like, if we want to do a lot of things or we find ourselves like, all right, this is not going as planned, a reset 
And because you've been working on this for a while. And like you said, even with the habit stacking, it's like you don't start with the eight things. You start like, what am I actually doing that is that I feel good about? And you build on it over a period of time. So where would you suggest for us to start with, you know, designing our life that it's like meaningful and that we feel like, okay, this is fitting in with my priorities. It has like space to celebrate. It has like, for me, it's really, I noticed uh, if I don't give myself any margin, life gets really like fast. And I don't notice like cool things and I don't give myself the opportunity to go up to a random person and cheer them on because they were doing squats while the construction lady was like holding the flag. She was doing squats. So of course I have to stop and reinforce that. Of course. But like how much joy did that bring me to be able to do that? But if Sometimes like when I get in the zone or I don't allow myself because I'm like so scheduled up or like I have no white space in my calendar or I'm like so, you know, like with my blinders on, I don't notice all the good that's happening around me. Like that would have like that brought me so much joy. I'm still talking about it, you know, and I could have easily not seen her do the squats with a flag. It could have been sure that wasn't you doing the squats with the flag. It it was not me. I was just so impressed. Like I was driving and I was like, okay, I'm going to cheer on. I'm going to stop cheer on. Can I go back? Can I get a boomerang of her? Like she looks so cute in her hot pink lipstick with the flag construction flag and doing squats. Literally, this is not a made up story. It did happen, Cynthia. Okay. So back to my question, what do we do? Like, when we want to like take the next right step or when things aren't working out and we're like, want to reset. All right. So I'm going to take a chapter from your book with this advice. This might sound familiar. I got this from you. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, So think about choose one thing, either something that um, you dread or constantly want to put off or something that you've maybe done before that um, makes you happy or brings you joy, but it's kind of fallen off of your radar. So pick one thing, either, you know, that happy, positive thing or that dreaded thing that does improve your quality of life and try and start small. So I'll give you the example of, um, okay, I'm going to use your hair example because I got this from you. And maybe it was, um, well, sorry, Jim, but (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you want to style your hair and then five days a week sounds like a lot. And right now you're just pulling it in ponytail all five days a week because it's overwhelming. Then set that goal of just one day a week and then it it will expand from there to two days a week. Or that concept also I got from you with um, wanting to save money, but also want to indulge on something, maybe make your Friday morning to work the day that you stop and get a Starbucks. And then the rest of the week, you're feeling good about the extra money you're saving or something like that. Or calories or whatever your goals are. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Like let's celebrate the milestones. Let's start small. Let's do our victory laps when we feel the momentum shift. Like let's go ahead and do the victory laps. And So in order, what I call a victory lap is something that feels like it feels good to the goal that you have. So for example, if it's, let's say a 
workout goal, you don't want to, your victory lap to be something that's actually taking away from your workout goal. You want it to be something that feels really good um, and it aligns with that goal. Like you want both things to occur. That's good. So starting small and what was your other one? And just really focus on just one, pick one thing. One thing. Yeah. Just one. And I bet everyone has one thing that they're thinking about right now. I wish I did (laughs) blank more or I wish I did blank less. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Since it's your birthday and this is a really fun drill, I want us all to do this. And if you're listening to this podcast and you can safely do this, please do it with me. So I want you to sit or stand up nice and tall, roll your shoulders back and down, close your eyes. And I want you to imagine, let's take it like a few years out, like three to five years out. And you have your birthday cake in front of you and the candles are lit. And we're going to go old school. I want you to imagine who's in your room. See those people. What does it sound like in the room? And we're going to take it old school and we're going to think of a wish. Like think of what, what is one thing that comes to your mind, like Cynthia just said, that you're like, I want to feel this way or I want my life to look this way in five years or feel this way or whatever it is for you. Like what comes to your mind that's like in your heart, it's there for a reason and it doesn't have to be the same as mine, nor should it be. That would be no fun. So you have it, roll your shoulders back and down, expand and fill your lungs with air. It's also a breathing thing. And exhale, blow all the candles out. So that was a fun thing because something does come to your mind. And so often we don't give ourselves the time to figure out like, what is in my heart? Like, what are my desires? Let's look at them. And like, I sometimes will just breeze right through. And then also take that big exhale. How often do we just like inhale, 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 inhale? And what happens is that's what like hyperventilating feels like. It's not a good feeling. Exhale, blow all the air out. So it's kind of combining those two things. And then, you know, take that one step, take that one, like, you know, shift in momentum and just like take it one at a time, one opportunity at a time and give yourself a pat on the back, give some people stars and high five, um, you know about the high fives. It's going to make me cry. Um, Give some people some stars and let's do our victory laps together. Yay. So Cynthia, do you want us to find you on the socials? Do you want people contacting you? Like, please do not have people contact me. Tell us if you do. Well, the only place that I'm really accessible would be on Twitter. It's my professional Twitter, but hey, if you have a life hack for organization or productivity, share it with me. Or if you want to talk about your favorite pens and notepads, I'm here for it all. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Mrs. Underscore Trichler. And that's T-R-E-I-C-H-L-E-R. 
Yay! Thank you, Cynthia. Let's give her a hand. Thanks for, having me. Thanks for helping me celebrate my birthday too. 21 years old. Oh my goodness, girl, get it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day. And last thing is get on our list for our hump day inspiration. And that can be found at livefitnessinspired.com. All of this is free. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.